Hi, welcome to the Charlotte Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message and that it both encourages and inspires you. You know, we think about mothers, we think about how loving they are, how forgiving they are, and how strong they are. But who knows there's another side to motherhood? If you dare look at one of their kids the wrong way, they will come after you like you have never seen before. There's another side to motherhood. And this morning I want to look at Matthew chapter 15 because I want to look at a mum who was passionate. I want to look at a mum who was resilient, who was going after something and she was strong. So why don't you turn with me to Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15, going to be reading from verse 21. If you don't have it, I think we've got the Scriptures up. If not, we do, praise Jesus. If not, I'm going to read it out anyway. Matthew 15 verse 21. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her, not a word. And his disciples came and urged him saying, send her away for her, she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him saying, Lord, help me. But he answered her and said, it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to little dogs. Now, hold on a minute. We read that and we're like, little dogs? Did Jesus actually just say that? And we think, whoa, that's, that's actually just really harsh. But we've got to remember the cultural context in which this was, this was written, right? Jesus isn't trying to offend her or insult her. In fact, back in those days, there's a long-standing rivalry between the Jews and the Gentiles. And they would refer to them as dogs. And what Jesus is trying to do is he's creating a metaphor He's trying to explain something. He's trying to explain his ministry. And what he's doing is he's expressing that it would be like a father taking food away from his children and throwing it to their pets. So let's keep reading. Then she says, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be as you desire. And her daughter was healed that very hour. You know, I read that and I'm actually just inspired. I read that and I think of a mum who's not taking no for an answer. She's going against everything right now and she's standing before Jesus and she's going after it. She's fighting for it. But as I was reading that, there's a few things that came up that inspired me, that challenged me, that I want to share with you this morning. And the first one is, what's your response to silence? What's your response to silence? Because Jesus' initial response to her is what? Not a word. Not a word. He didn't say anything. Have you ever been in that position when you've gone and you've asked God for something and you've gotten Nothing. You didn't get a response. Now, it's a different story when you get a no. But what if you get nothing? I think if we're honest, more often than not, 
the initial response is silence. You know, we'll petition for change, we'll petition for breakthrough, or we come with with something that is so important to us and the initial response is silence. What do you do with silence? What do you do with silence? You know, this mum needed a breakthrough for her daughter and she got nothing initially. But that didn't deter her. That didn't stop her. She kept going. She was passionate. She was resilient. Because her daughter's future depended on Jesus saying yes. Are you desperate this morning? I want to challenge you to believe again. Whatever it is that you've, maybe you've given up on, believe again. Believe again. We need to stir up our faith this morning. Maybe it's been gone for so long that you've actually forgotten what you are believing for. But we need to stir up our faith to believe again. This mum was passionate. She didn't give up. Sometimes I meet some people and they say, I'm, I'm praying for this. I'm believing for my child to come back to Jesus. I'm believing for breakthrough, for healing. Are you believing enough to make some changes? Because sometimes I'll ask, have you prayed about this? Let's, let's pray together. Oh, yeah. You know, because maybe they experienced silence, so they stopped. Let's try fasting. Oh, I, I'm not really the fasting type. I can't really go without food. Can you put down your phone? Can you put down social media? Can you put off the TV and petition and ask, if Jesus was here and you know that you could get your miracle, would you just not drop everything and come running? I think we would. But He is here. He is here. We just got to keep petitioning. We got to keep praying. We got to get hungry. This woman was hungry for her miracle. Let's not forget, this is a Canaanite woman, which is a huge thing in that day and age. And here she is standing before Jesus, calling Him Lord. That's a big deal. So she positioned herself in a stance and in a posture where she's representing Jesus' kingship. Canaanite woman, not what she grew up believing in. Chasing after Jesus. She made some big changes. So what's your response when you pray and you get initial silence? I'm challenged by that. I'm challenged by that church that maybe I pray for something and the initial response is silence, but that is not the time to sit down and just take silence as a no. This is a time to stand up and keep fighting and going, no God, I believe my child will come through those doors. My child will come running forward and receive Jesus as His Lord and Saviour. We need to get some fight. We need to believe again. Silence is not final. Maybe you've experienced silence. But this mum took it as an opportunity to develop her faith. She didn't take Jesus not responding to her in that moment as a no. She was like, no, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to believe. I'm going to believe. I'm going to believe. Church, I'm telling you, it's time to believe again. 
There is some areas in your heart that you've stopped believing for. We need to believe again. We need to believe again. Like this mum, get passionate, get hungry. Don't take no. Don't take silence as the final point. Keep wrestling. Stay passionate. The second thing that I want to look at that I found really interesting What's your response to the voice of others? What's your response to the voice of others? Did you notice that she just ignored the disciples? She ignored them. They told Jesus, send her away. But she didn't let what they said talk herself out of the miracle. Sometimes we do that. Sometimes I do that. She didn't even address them. Why? She remained focused on who? On Jesus. She remained focused on Jesus. She didn't let what the disciples say sway her at all. Sometimes we feel like we need to give people around us an explanation or a justification for why we are believing for what we are believing for. You don't. She didn't even look at them. She didn't even say, you don't understand my daughter. No, she just kept going. She remained focused on Jesus. And I think if we're honest, church, sometimes that's part of what we struggle with. Maybe it's not the silence of God. Maybe it's the voice of others. Maybe it's the voice of others. Whether you want their voices or not, sometimes people will give them to you. Hmm. God bless them. We hope and we pray that it comes from a place of love. Because you know, they want the best for you. I remember when um, I was pregnant, everybody had tips and tricks and different advice about how, how to be when I was pregnant. Then I had the babies, and they all had parenting advice, whether they had kids or not. It was very interesting. But I had all these people telling me different things about how I should be and, and what I should do. So maybe it's not the silence of God initially that you struggle with. But maybe it's the voices of others. I think we need to be real. Sometimes the voice of others isn't actually actually echoing the voice of God. Sometimes it's the voice of the enemy. And it's okay to recognise that and to shut that down. We need to be okay with saying that. All right? Because let's face it, when I read the Scriptures and I read about what the disciples had just said, send her away, send her away. I read that and I feel like it's basically inferring that she's a burden, that it's annoying to them. Deal with it. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like you're praying or maybe you're believing for something and you feel like you're annoying? Or you feel like maybe... I don't know, maybe you're in a connect group setting and we're all praying for each other's needs and you're like, here I am again with the same need. <laughs> Sorry, still need a new job. Do you feel like that? Do you, maybe you feel like because of your mistakes, you feel like you can't press in. Maybe you keep looking back at the way things used to be and you can't move forward and you can't step forward and you don't want to keep pressing This mum didn't care. This mum did not care. 
I think we need to recognise that the voice of others sometimes echoes the voice of the enemy and we need to shut it down. We need to keep focused on Jesus. We need to keep going. And you don't owe the enemy an explanation or a justification. You don't owe him anything. The only thing that matters and the only authority that matters in that moment was who? Jesus. It's Jesus. So you don't owe anybody an explanation as to why you are petitioning for breakthrough in this area, why you are still praying for a new job, why you are believing for financial breakthrough. There's only one authority that matters in the room and that's Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I reckon she probably knew that she was annoying absolutely everybody in that room. But I don't think she cared. We need to not care. We need to learn to not care. She knew Jesus was the Messiah. And isn't it interesting that the first voice she actually heard was who? The disciples. Jesus didn't answer a word yet. The disciples' voice was the first voice that she heard. And sometimes other people's voices, they come in before the silence of God has ended and we take that in because it's the loudest thing that we hear. We need to stop that. I'm challenged to stop that. Just because I'm still experiencing silence does not mean that the voice of others need to come in and take over. I'm encouraged by that. I need to keep focused on Jesus. Do you? I think, I think all that matters is Jesus. You know, when we first got here, and I think I've shared this with a few people before, but I'm going to share it again. When we first got here, it was not the ideal interstate move, shall we say. For those of you who know that, will understand that a little bit more. But my eldest son, Ezekiel, who was up there telling you all that I like to go to time zone, um, which I don't. He actually really struggled with the move. Let's get real. He struggled with the move. We got here and I thought he was doing so well. I'm like, this is great. He's at school. He's making some friends and we're getting there. But you know what, church? It all kind of fell apart. Let me get, be honest. He was crying. He wanted to go back. Every day or so, he would cry. And as a mum, it broke my heart. Broke my heart. I could see that he was trying to work through all of these changes, all of this stuff. And he needed peace and he needed comfort and he needed God. But I couldn't do what only God can do. All that I could do was go to God and say, God, I'm giving him over to you. God, I need you to bring him peace. God, I need you to bring him comfort. God, I need you to do something because I don't know what to do. And do you know what happened? I got silence. What's your response to silence? I got silence, but I didn't care. I'm like, okay, it's all right. I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going. But then the voice of others who I choose to believe love us <laughs> in this particular person. But they, they said, you know what it is? It's a sign you made a mistake. Mm. It's a sign you made a mistake. You need to pack up and go back. You need to come back. You made a mistake. It's a sign. I thought, why? Why is it a mistake? Because it's uncomfortable? 
because it's not easy, because I can't see a way out. That's not faith. That's not faith. So I, we had to choose to push out those voices. We had to develop selective hearing. You know the things the kids have when you ask them to go clean their rooms? They don't hear you. You ask them to go and wash up before dinner. They don't hear you. You ask them to do their homework. They do not hear you. You open a bag of Tim Tams, they will come running. Whether you ask them to come or not. Or a bag of lollies. And they're like, ah, can I have one? They've developed selective hearing. We as a church need to develop selective hearing against the voice of the enemy and stop it in its tracks. We decided, Phil and I decided in that moment, we weren't gonna take that as an answer. We did not make a mistake. We are here on purpose, for a purpose. And we kept going, we kept going. We fasted, we prayed, we sought the Lord. We were like, Jesus, I don't know what to do with this child. There's behavioural challenges that I don't even know how to begin to fix. But Lord, You can do it, You can do it. We kept going, we kept going despite the silence, despite the sound of other people's voices. We kept pressing on. And guess what? God did. God did. God moved. God changed and softened His heart and He began to call this place home. That is glory to God. That's got nothing to do with us. That's because purely God is incredible, but it stretched our faith. Are you willing to be stretched this morning? Are you willing to not be let down in the moment of silence, but take it as an opportunity to stretch your faith? Are you willing to shut down the voice of others? And keep focused on Jesus. Keep focused on Jesus. I'm telling you what, God is incredible. And He moved. And He moved. Maybe my next question is a little bit odd. But what's your response to the crumbs on the table? What's your response to the crumbs on the table? And you're probably looking at me like, what? What crumbs? Remember the metaphor he was talking about? It would be like taking the bread from the children. Maybe you're thinking, but I am not worthy of a big miracle. The one I used to believe for. The one I had like five years ago, but I've kind of, I'm not worthy. You don't know what happened last year. You don't know what happened last month. You don't know me. I don't need to know you. This woman was hungry. A crumb was enough for her. She said, it's okay. A crumb is enough for me. A crumb is enough for you this morning. She knew that her daughter, she knew her daughter could be healed with just a crumb. Just a crumb. Just a crumb. And I'm reminded of that woman in the Bible who was suffering for a number of years with the issue of blood. Do you remember that one? And if you don't, there was a woman who was suffering with the issue of blood. And she just thought, if I could just touch the edge of his garment, just one touch, that's enough for me and I'll be healed. Just one crumb and just one touch is enough for you this morning. That's all you need. That's all you need. Maybe you've got legal problems so overwhelming that you don't even know a way out. 
got an answer for you here this morning. A crumb is all you need. Maybe there's family restoration that you have been praying for, but you've kind of given up because of all of these things. A crumb is enough for you this morning. A crumb is enough for you this morning. But sometimes we're so busy looking for the main meal that we miss the crumbs. We come into church and we say, if the pastor would just do a cartwheel on the stage, then I know I would have heard. Never going to happen because I don't actually even know how to do one. So, yep, no. But sometimes we do that. If the visiting prophet would get on stage and call me out, prophesy over me in front of everybody, then I know that I have heard and I will believe but we're so busy looking for the main family feast KFC meal that we miss the crumbs. We miss the crumbs. And this morning, I just want to challenge you that a crumb is enough for you. A crumb is enough for you. You know, this woman, this mum, who was passionate, who was hungry, who was desperate for her miracle, wasn't in a convenient place. You know, she wasn't in her home. You know, and Jesus used the metaphor. And what's her response? I don't care how I get fed, Jesus. I'm just hungry. I'm just hungry, Jesus. I don't care. She was desperate for her miracle. And she said, even little dogs will eat. I will take the crumbs. I'll take it because my daughter, she needs to be healed. I'm gonna go against everything that I have grown up learning about. All her religion, she's gonna turn and change and make everything different because she wants to chase after her miracle. Because she knew that if she kept asking, if she kept being passionate, kept declaring that she would get it. And she did. Are you choosing Jesus this morning? I want to challenge you. Are you choosing Jesus? Are you okay with waking up an hour earlier, sacrificing some beauty sleep? Stretch your faith and allow God to do what He needs to do in you. I really feel like there's someone here You feel like you're in such a mess that you don't even know what to believe for anymore. I don't know who you are, but Jesus does. And He hears you and He sees you. And I'm telling you, if He can take this Mauritian girl who was so rolled up in issues, it wasn't even funny. And if He can set her free, He can set you free. He can set you free. I grew up in a turbulent home. I was sexually abused for a number of years. My story felt like it was already written for me to write off and just have a horrible life. But Jesus came and He met me. Jesus came and He switched everything around for me. And if He can do it for me, He can do it for you. Why not? A crumb is enough for you. Believe again. Believe again. Believe again. You know, in a few moments... I might actually get the keys to come up. I really feel like we need to stir our faith this morning. This mum is passionate and we need to get some passion back. We need to get some determination back for the things that you've been believing for. 
Wake up an hour earlier. You want God to move? Make room. Make room. You want Him to move? Make room. He'll come. You just need to make room for Him to move. You spend two minutes with Him every day and then you think, oh yeah, that's fine. He wants to speak to you. He wants to pour out. But you've got to make room for Him. You've got to make room for Him. This mum was willing to be uncomfortable. This mum was willing to be told to go away. But she kept focused. She remained focused. You know, in a few moments, I'm going to ask you, if you're believing for a miracle here this morning to stand, I don't care what it is. I want to challenge you to believe again. I don't care if you're thinking maybe no one else will stand. Maybe. But what do you do in the moment of silence? Stand anyway. Stretch your faith. Stretch your faith. Stretch your faith. Maybe you're thinking, but what if someone else sees me? She knows part of my story. What is she going to think about me? Voices of others don't matter. Push it out. Push it out. Push it out. And you're thinking maybe, but it's not for me. You don't know where I've been. A crumb is enough for you. A crumb is enough for you. There's restoration for marriages. There's restoration for family members that have been so broken that they can't even talk to each other. But Jesus is the answer and a crumb is enough for you. Thank you for joining our podcast. We hope you were blessed by today's message. You can connect with us at shilohchurch.com.au.